Hey everyone, and welcome back to Love Her Reflections Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Whitney B. Alright, so this episode, um, I want to speak about the holidays, as well as this episode is going to be a story time. This episode is actually um, listeners' requests. I didn't think I would be doing that, but yeah, here we are, because a lot of people actually want to hear my the story of my spiritual journey like how did it start what started it and yeah so we're going to jump right into that we're going to get into the discussion about the holidays really really quickly and from there yeah that'll be a show so stay tuned get comfortable get your blunts get your coffees not not coffee don't get coffee that's nasty get your tea yeah <laughs> Get your tea, get your wine, your blunts, whatever you got to get, get comfortable and enjoy the show. So the first thing I want to say is I hope that everyone has a great holiday season, had a great Thanksgiving, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating. I hope it's great. I hope it's filled with love and joy and happiness. And to those people that I'm pretty sure have, and myself included, that have lost people um, and that, you know, of course, no matter how long ago you lost someone, it's still going to be around the holiday times. It's still going to be a very difficult time. So, you know, I feel for you. I'm, I'm definitely, definitely in the same category. Um, last year I lost both my grandmothers, my aunt and my father. Um, the death that hit me the most was my father's because my dad was freaking everything like my dad was everything to me and he didn't even know that he was everything to me. So I am 100% with you on this one. Um, the advice that I can give you that I offer you in dealing with something as heavy and as hurtful as being without a family member during the holidays is go through the process Go through the motions, go through the moods as they come. Don't internalize anything. Don't, you know, bottle it up. Go through it. Because when you bottle it up, that means you're not acknowledging it. And when you're not acknowledging it, you're not healing. And that's not the message of, (laughs) that's not the mission of this podcast. This podcast is to help us all heal. So go through the motions as you go through them. If you have to cry and you, and this is me saying this because I hate crying in front of people, especially people I don't know, like actively crying. If you walk in on me at the last part of my cry, I mean, I'm not even crying no more. I done got myself together. I don't, I don't really care about that, but actively crying, like I hate it. (laughs) I hate people seeing me cry. So... Um, don't bottle things up. If you have to cry, just cry. If you have to scream, just scream. If you have to let it out in in different ways, just let it out. But do not internalize it because you will not heal that way. You will not really heal that way. So that's my words of encouragement for those struggling to um, get through the holidays without a loved one. Um, I know it's hard. I'm I'm right along with you. It's it's really hard. 
But we're going to be good. We're going to make it. And we know that our loved ones are always with us. No matter where, no matter what. Ashe. So you guys have been sending a lot of DMs. And it, honestly, ever since episode three coming out of the broom clo- uh, coming out of the broom closet, I've been getting a lot of DMs and messages asking, you know, how did I, how am I here, where I'm at, at the place in my life that I am now spiritually? How, you know, how am I doing? How am I maintaining? Where am I at? How do I? How's my perspective changed? And you know, basically, they, all those questions. Um, <laughs> there were quite a bit of them. But, all right, so in answer to the one of the questions, like, where am I now? Mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I'm at a good place now. I'm at a very good place in my practice. Um, I, and I'm in a very good place spiritually. I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be at right now. Um... I'm really in a good place. My whole perception of death is completely different now. It's like, yeah, physically, I'm sad that I can't see you all the time. But I know that you are with me. And especially my dad, because like I said, he, listen, he's always here. Always. So, yeah, I'm in a good place now. Um. I'm still doing a lot of healing and trying to, you know, just, I'm not going to say get over, but I'm going to say grow from the pain. So that's, that's how I am right now with it. Um, as far as my journey and how it started, what happened? Well, that's a long story, but Again, 45 minutes or less. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. So for the sake of time, let's just jump in. So I will say that 100% even when I was a kid, I felt a pull to this. Um, I grew up in a really, really Christian, huge family like most of my family members, my aunts and my uncles were involved, heavily involved in the church. Um, <laughs> I used to be on the choir. Can't sing a lick now, but um, yeah. And they were, you know, ministers. Some of them were like deacons and yeah, like they was heavy in church, <laughs> to say the least. So, you know... Christianity was literally all around me and I never resonated with it. I never connected with it. Even when I found a place of worship, I found a church that was, it was a good church. It was a really good church. Um, It was a church full of people my age. I was going there with my, at the time, boyfriend and yeah it was a good place the people were great inviting loving and it was a good situation but I just never felt connected there or any other church that I went to for that matter um and I know some people that are Christian like well maybe you just didn't find the right church 
it wasn't the fact of necessarily the churches because at the end of the day God is everywhere you it was the fact of the matter that the messages that I was getting it was just like that don't sound right that kind of contradicts itself or how can that be like that's just that's not right and like I said it never connected with me I never really agreed with it um I always knew there was other stuff in addition to that I already always knew that I was in fact gifted even from being a kid my mom my aunt and my grandmother basically said that I was gifted I had the veil so growing up interactions with spirits seeing spirits it was it was a regular thing for me my aunt mary and my mom i would see like little tarot cards and everything like everything we would go to my aunt mary's house and like you know witchy stuff and everything like that when i would go over her house now that i look at it i'm like oh yeah that's what that was and I've been around it basically my whole life. Even though my mother was a Christian, it's like that was existing. She always told me, you know, you need to have set your protections. You need to have your protections up because when you're sensitive, things things get attached to you and attach themselves to you. So you need to protect yourself. Always got that talk. Um, fast forward to me being in my young adult teenage years early 20s late teens I um I oh okay fast let's backtrack I was probably about 15 and when I was uh, my mom had two jobs and she was working her night job I'm at home by myself I'm 15, so it's like, okay, whatever, I'm going to bed. Went to bed, I see my door creak open, and um, I think it's my mom just checking on me, make sure I was in the house, um, and I didn't see my mom. Instead, I saw this grayish-looking thing. It kind of looked like like it was it was clay or something like that, but it didn't, it looked, it looked unearthly. For the sake of argument, it looked demonic. And I saw it and it just crawled up on my bed. And um, once it got to my face, it just stared at me in my face. And I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. I couldn't say anything. I could, all I could do was just cry. My mother comes home and... She opens the door, the thing looks back at her, then it looks at me, and my mother walks to my bedside and puts her hand on me. She says a prayer, and as soon as she ended the prayer, it was the Psalms, so one of the Psalms prayer. Um, as soon as she said the prayer, the thing disappeared, literally into thin air. Um, so... Yet again, another conversation about keeping your protections on you, um, things that you can be do that, that can be done to protect you spiritually against spiritual and all types of attacks, demonic or otherwise. Um, 
we one other thing happened. We went to look at a house and um from the moment we got out of the car, I felt I did not want to go in that house. It felt I I didn't like the feeling I got from the house. In addition to that, as soon as we walked into the living room, there was this door, like it was I like kind of sort of underneath the steps or whatever, like a basement door, but it was nailed shut with a two by four going across it. And it was just like, it was trying to keep something in. And for whatever reason, however it happened, my mom and me got separated and it was only three people in the house, me, my mother, and the real estate officer, real estate, realtor, whatever. So... I'm in this room and I turn around and it's this woman. It looked like she had been buried. Like she looked like she had been buried. Um, She was like, she looked scary as hell. She was dark skin and looked like somebody had buried her matted hair. And yeah, so she stops, she turns, she looks at me and I instantly ran downstairs screaming ma my mother tried to ask me what was wrong what's wrong what what, did, what happened what did you see the biggest thing was i'm like what did i see what the hell i'm just ready to go like how you know i saw something shit <laughs> so she said to the um to the realtor you know what we're done we don't need to see it anymore we're good and we left um i didn't told my mother what i saw and she was like, I felt and saw things too. I'm like, well, why weren't you freaking out? Why was you like, why is this okay to you? I'm used to it. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> so then again, my mother was explaining the gifts. In addition to explaining the gifts, she was also explaining um, how to keep the protections up, how to protect yourself against stuff like that and everything like that. My mother, every morning, always you know, anointed me, always anointed me, always prayed over me every single morning before I left out the house, before I got out of the car to go to school. Always did that for me growing up. Um, anytime we were moving, because we moved a lot. Anytime we were moving to a new place, my mother is going around the house in prayer. And mind you, my mother's Christian, you guys. My mother's going around the house in prayer and nobody's saying anything. She's just praying over every single room, every single door frame, every single windowsill, every corner of the house. She's praying. And also she's <clears throat> anointing the door frames with, um, with, um, what's the name? Holy oil, whatever with oil with, yeah, with, um, oil and everything like that. She's anointing every part of the house with oil and my grandmother would do the same thing now that I think about it and then she would just open up all the windows all the doors in the house and just leave them open for a few minutes and then she would just close them and then say a prayer again and that's it all right so what I explained there you guys essentially is a um how I have been told what happens in a clearing so basically a clearing or a cleansing or whatever is basically when you remove spirits or entities from a place that you don't necessarily want them there but basically yeah you're you're and you're also 
fortifying the house and cleansing the house and protecting the house and sealing the house so that nothing else can get into the house that is not supposed to be here. So <clears throat> my grandmother would do it. Every place that we moved to, I remember my grandmother doing it and I remember my mother doing it. So, and I remember my Aunt Mary actually telling my mother about this. So at my Aunt Mary's house, there was always like little stuff. Now that I look at and was, I thought it was junk, but it was kind of witchy stuff. And yeah, so I've always been getting the lessons about, you know, protecting yourself spiritually and cleansing yourself, cleansings. I've always been getting that lesson all of my life. So, and I've all, I've been made aware of gifts that I have all of my life. So <clears throat> fast forward to my um, teenage years, I'm kind of rejecting the gift. Like I don't want it or I'm rather, I'm just ignoring it, you know? And yeah, it was when those things happened, when the the little, let's call him a clay face man, came in my room, it was like, it kind of like, no, now you cannot, you definitely cannot ignore this no more. So you need to listen to your mother kind of thing. Um, Fast forward to my mid-20s, mid, my 20s, I'm going to just say my 20s. I wanted to, told my mother how I wanted to buy a tarot deck. Ooh, honey. She got on my ass. She was like, no. And I'm like, why not? You're not ready for that yet. Then she says to me, when you do that, you open portals. And if you don't know what you're doing and you do not know how to close said portals, things will come through. So you're not ready for tarot. My mother has always been that supportive person. Like, she's always, number one, nurtured gifts. She's always been supportive of everything that I do that is for my highest good. And, yeah, she's definitely supportive of the journey that I'm on right now. So, um... I didn't get the tarot. I didn't get the tarot cards. After I got a stern talking to from my mama, I didn't get them. Um, I then, years later, I ended up getting, having a boyfriend. We ended up deciding to move in together, and I just kept on feeling feelings. Like I kind of felt like presence, like somebody was out, somebody was around, like somebody was in my house aside from me and my at the time boyfriend. So I called my mother and I said, Mommy, I feel like I feel like somebody's here. Um, yeah, so she comes over. I tell her, I say to her, before I before she comes over, I say to her, um, I don't feel as though they are malicious. I don't feel as though they are here to do any harm. However, I just feel like they're looking, like they're curious, like who who is this person and what are they doing? And I, that's what I feel. She was like, okay, that's fine, but this is what we going to do. <laughs> so my mother does it all again. She goes and she opens, 
she says a prayer. She walks throughout the house and just tells us to sit on the couch and say nothing. She walks through the house in prayer and like you can barely hear her praying. It's like whispers kind of sort of. But, you know, she's praying nonetheless. It's kind of like she almost went into like a trance kind of sort of. So she goes, she's praying and everything like that, praying the Psalms and everything like that. And then she talks to the spirits. So then she opens the windows, all the windows in the house and all the doors. And she takes a broom. She sweeps out the bathroom, sweeps everything into the living room. She sweeps out the bedroom, sweeps everything into the living room into a pile. She goes to the kitchen, sweeps everything out the kitchen into a pile and sweeps around the living room, ultimately like just sweeping out everything in the apartment. And then she says, you know, says another prayer and everything like that. And then at that, she tells me, leave the door open for a little while. Don't say nothing. So my ex was not a believer. He was like, y'all witch is crazy. And I was like, no. Okay, so first of all, let me just discuss that real quick. I don't consider myself a witch. I consider myself a, still a student and a baby practitioner. So I'm still learning. And yeah, I'm not calling myself a witch, but I'm still learning. I'm a baby practitioner. So she sweeps out and everything like that. She says, don't say anything. Don't acknowledge. Don't. And she mainly she says it to me. Don't acknowledge. Just go about as if nothing's wrong and just, you know, don't say anything. You'll know when to close the door. So time goes by and everything like that, a couple minutes. And, you know, we go about what we were doing as if, you know, it was nothing. He's anxious trying to shut the door and everything like that. And I'm just like, no, leave it open. And I don't feel that presence anymore. I don't feel it. It's gone. So, yeah, needless to say, this has always been a part of my life. Even though my mother is Christian, there are things, Christian things that have been done or, you know, that have been used when, with what appears to be hoodoo. Because that's essentially what they used to do down in the South, especially with the Psalms. They did things with the Psalms, especially the 23rd Psalm. So... Yeah, fast forward to a really, really, really tough time in my life. Um, actually, a year ago when my dad transitioned, um, it was definitely really, really hard. Uh, it was, oh man, it was tragic. Like my dad was everything. My dad was my superhero. My dad was my dad couldn't be moved. My dad couldn't die. Which is, that last statement is true. Because, you know, death is not the end. But, yeah. My dad was my everything. So, um, after his passing, we, it, it just literally, it was like, his pet, my, put it like this. I'm in a spaceship about to get launched into space. And his death was the the liftoff and we have liftoff and it just basically propelled me into where where to I, where it propelled me where I am now um and I completely 
see death not as a tragic ending, but as not being the end, as elevation. I see death as um yeah, death doesn't mean nothing. It it is what it is. Physically your body dies, but we are all spirit, we are all energy. So energy never dies. It is only transferred, recycled, and amplified. So Yeah, like it just it didn't really it I just that's basically how I look at death now. And it's just like whew it's it's yeah. So anyway, moving on from that, I would get to, you know, I had a dream about my dad. Actually, he came to me in my dream. Um, We were and in a dream. We were at the last hospital that we went to go see my dad at, me and my mom together. And it was, he was dancing in the courtyard. <laughs> my dad loved to dance and he loved to sing and he couldn't sing at all <laughs> but or dance but that's something that he loved to do in addition to that um he was singing Bob Marley in the dream and Bob Marley and Marvin Gaye is like one of my dad's favorites so um he's dancing and then the dream switches to him being in the hospital bed but he's not, he doesn't look like he's sick, but he's just in the hospital bed. And I get emotional and I walk away. He grabs my arm and he says, I'm okay. You're going to be okay. I'm okay. So <laughs> I woke up and it literally like, like when he did that and like let go of my arm, it's kind of like he kind of like pushed me out of that dream or pushed me out of that tunnel, so to speak. Like it was literally like he basically when I woke up from that dream, I woke up, period. That makes any sense. I woke up in every way. I woke up mentally. I woke up spiritually like something just something just sparked a flame from that point on. And um from there I went and I um would just research things about, you know, spirits, um clairvoyance, claircognizant, cognizant, um hoodoo, um spirituality and everything like that. I would <laughs> try to do like particular spells I would be putting together mojo bags not for anybody but for me um I'll be working with different crystals I would be you know out basically the botanica was like the bar in um cheers <laughs> like they everybody knew my name kind of thing but um yeah so that happened and then <clears throat> I got into podcasts and like listening to podcasts. One of the first um spiritual podcasts I ever listened to was a little juju podcast and from there it was just like 
Ooh, then I got then from there I ended up getting my first reading. Then from my first reading I got um I set up my first ancestral altar. Then from there I like I've got started getting visits and then like my dreams would be spot on. One of them I won't say because it's it's private, but I found out that what exactly happened to that person in my dream happened in real life. And it really messed with me. It literally happened. Like, it was like I was seeing what was happening. Like, I was there when it happened. So, um, yeah, a lot of things started to awaken. And last but not least, I ended up um, finding, well, coming into, going to my friend's store. Not my now friend's store, Lily. Of messy Buddha um, and just started talking to her and it was something that pulled me to her and just being there and it was literally the right place at the right time and we became friends she inspired me to start my business then I ran into I had the idea but I, I knew I wanted to start a business but I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do and then I ran into Lynette via, I, I actually got plugged into her through Lee and it was just, it was literally like I was meeting people that have helped me level up, that have helped me evolve from that point out. And even now, like the time, like my life is still progressing like the spiritual journey is not over and and it's it's going to be continuing like I've learned so much I've taken on so much and I've experienced so much great and beautiful things and I have gotten fulfillment out of them um the next question so that's basically where I'm at right now that's the whole entire story time now, another question that I got from someone in the DMs is, do I do workings or do I do stuff for other people? And when I say workings, I mean spells. And my answer for that is no, I do not. The number one reason that I do not do that is because I am still learning, number one. And I don't want to mess anybody up. More importantly, I do not want to mess myself up. More importantly, I had a experience um, doing something or doing a particular working for a friend. He didn't know anything about it, and it wasn't like a manipulative. It was more so um, the high John, using high John. Basically, if y'all don't know what high John is, high John basically high John root is basically um, a root that gets you out of fucked up situations um look up high john the conqueror and his story and basically that's what it is for real for real so and also frederick douglas look up frederick douglas he also it was also a story of him um when a root worker conjure man gave him a piece of high john because his master kept on fucking with him but yeah so i used the high john and high john with prayer and chanting and things of this nature and it ended up working out good for my friend so 
immediately after I did that, I got sick as a dog. Like, I got sick as a dog and I learned that right now, how I am and where I am now is not a good time for me to do magic for others simply because or do working for others simply because it is fucking draining. It is completely draining as hell and I don't like to be drained. So, <laughs> no, I don't do workings for others. All of my um, workings and mojo bags and uh, things that I do are just for me and my healing. That's it. That's all. Um, and yeah, just take that as a lesson that, you know, sometimes when you're not ready and it's understandable that you want to help a friend or help someone in need, sometimes doing rituals or doing workings for them is not a good idea because that is a wear and tear on your body. Like I like, yo, when I say I got sick as a dog, mind you, I never get sick. It was, it was bad. <laughs> so I wouldn't suggest it for anyone that's not experienced that knows how to bounce back from something like that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, I've, I've definitely taken a lot from this journey. I've definitely learned a lot. And it has completely and utterly been a blessing, even when in times when I didn't see it as a blessing. And it has definitely allowed me to heal. And more, most importantly, it's definitely allowed me to find and know myself, know who exactly I am. And yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I'm... Excited to find out what the next lesson spirit and my spiritual team has in store for me. So, yeah. All right, guys. So I think I've been running my mouth more than long enough. So um, real quick, once again, I want to plug in my social medias and you guys can definitely reach out to me. Let me know how you like in the podcast. Let me know. Um, of any advice that I give in the podcast, let me know how it works out for you. And because I definitely do 1000% care about, you know, you guys' feedback and how my words um, impact you and how they may have helped you. So my social medias, I have two, is love her reflections underscore. That's the first page. Um, I do. That's my business page, but I do answer DMs from there also. And or you if you want to go and follow me on my own personal page, it is love. I'm sorry. No, it is. I underscore love my underscore reflection. So that's I underscore love L-U-V my underscore reflection. So I think that's it. No, I know this is it. I want to thank you guys for listening And I will be talking to you next Sunday. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Have a good one.